Welcome to the Brand Building Podcast. My name is Mark Milliton, and this is the first episode of my channel. So I'm really excited to launch this. I've been wanting to do this for years, and honestly, been really busy, a lot going on. Uh, but we're here and we're getting it moving. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about what this podcast is, a little bit more about my background and what you can expect. And really the main objective here is to share over a decade of my information, skills and background, helping grow brands of all shapes and sizes. I've worked for, with everyone from celebrity artists like Kenny Chesney at the Grammys to experiential marketing campaigns for brands like uh, Red Bull to launching national automotive marketing campaigns for Toyota. I've worked with a lot of brands at a lot of different levels, have a whole lot of information to share with you. And specifically over the last seven years, I have been growing and running an agency out of LA called Breadloaf. And we primarily work with direct consumer brands that are growing, that are using Shopify, that are using Calavio, using a lot of tech stack, and primarily starting to grow online to that seven, eight, and nine figure level. And prior to that, giving you a little about my background and how I got started, is uh, I actually uh, really, really got interested in entertainment production when I was in college. And when I was actually starting college, and I thought I wanted to be a producer and work in entertainment. I grew up in LA, and I always thought it was really exciting to go to music festivals, to go to these live events, concerts, tours. I thought it was really cool. So I got started in it, and I had my first internship back in 2007, 2008, working for a entertainment production company out of Los Angeles called All Access Staging Productions. And that summer, I really learned what hard work was. Uh, I was doing everything from lifting staging decks, building, getting tour, concert tours ready to go out on the road. I did everything from work at the BET Awards to the Red Bull MotoGP to getting several, several world tours ready for a lot of different artists and learned a lot. And at the same time realized this entertainment thing's interesting, but this marketing thing that we're doing with all these brands is really cool as well. And I took that to the next level and became really obsessed about it and learned there was a name for it. It's called experiential marketing. And a lot of brands at the time in mid 2000s, late 2000s were really dumping a lot of money into event marketing and experiential marketing. They're finding new ways to, you know, to activate with customers and, and new consumers bringing the show on the road, taking a lot of the best practices that was learned from entertainment and applying it to the event world. And instead of just sponsoring an event, they were actually going in and activating an event, right? They were giving away free stuff. They were doing sampling. They were making it a full experience. And this is something that I became really interested in at. So right after that, uh, I ended up getting a few more gigs. And during my junior year of college, I was actually gone like, I think like four or five weeks. I don't even know how I got through that year of school, but I was working, uh, I did a, did a gig for the Andre Agassi Foundation, worked with a lot of big artists, uh, everyone from Rod Stewart to The Killers. And then I went and did a show for YouTube. Back in 2008, YouTube did a show called YouTube Live. It was supposed to be their award show. 
So did that, a lot of experience, started working in the talent end of things and also working with big brands like YouTube. And then from there, I went on and got another internship and just kind of many, met more people, got more gigs, started getting the show on the road, started doing some stuff up in school. And next summer did the same thing, interned again. And at the same time, I was actually a wine business major at Cal Poly Slow, became super interested in the wine industry and really wanted to take that to the next level. I thought, man, if I could just start something in the wine business, this whole wine thing is pretty cool. People are drinking more wine. And I was starting to build this idea of how to run events and getting more involved in the marketing side of thing. At the same time, I just started learning how to build websites. And I was like, oh, e-commerce is getting pretty popular too. This is 2008, 2009. Was helping some friends and family and people in my, in my, uh, my network start building e small e-commerce sites. This is back in the Joomla WordPress uh, days where we had these very, very basic CMS systems for building sites. And it was very complicated. It was very difficult to actually do things. So kept on doing that and throughout school I realized, hey, I actually want to start a wine business and this their wine is getting more popular to sell online. So I actually got into my first my first really venture, like real, real venture. I was I always had a little little side hustle businesses, teaching surf lessons, selling stuff, you know, doing things like that. But this was my first real venture, which was well, I'm gonna start a wine business. Ended up getting a partner. We were going e-commerce, D2C, subscription-based model, and our whole methodology was let's actually take wine from all these different, different small wineries all throughout wine country. And at the time I was going to school at Slow, which is in the middle of wine country. So my idea was let's take all of these wines that are being produced from all these small boutique producers that are doing three, five, 10, 15,000 cases a year, and let's actually build a subscription business around this. Uh, I actually had this idea because I was managing a tasting room for a small winery called Anglim in downtown Paso Robles and realized, man, it's really tough to sell wine. Everyone's selling the same thing. Everyone's friends with each other. And I thought there's got to be a bigger way. And at the same time, I had people that would come into the tasting room I'm managing and they're like, hey, we're all, I just signed up for a wine club down the street. I'm, in, man, I'm a member of five different wine clubs. And I thought, hey, why don't we, why don't we aggregate all of these great wines together that are being sold at amazing prices and put together a cool little club. So that's what we did. Ended up getting a business partner. And in 2010, we launched Cal Coast Wine Club which was a boutique direct consumer wine club and we did everything we could and this is really when i started learning what real e-commerce was right and in getting my hands dirty and i had to learn everything from email marketing to how to run ads to how to get customers to the website to how to make your site better how to take photos how to do everything associated with the wine business and running an e-commerce business. So we got a site built, we ran it, and we spent the next five, five and a half years running that wine business. And uh, to tell you the truth, it was really, really hard. And selling wine on the internet was just one of these things I, th I thought was gonna be a lot easier, and it was not. And uh, part of the reason is wine has low margin, 
It is very tough to ship. There's a lot of compliance around it. You have to get different, different, there's different regulations in every state. So you've got to get different permits and licenses to sell in every state. You can only sell so much to someone in each state. So it was a, it was really, really challenging. And we were doing everything we could to try to generate money. We we're doing boutique distribution in, in Southern California, hustling at restaurants, small wine shops, trying to get the wines that we were working with in the wine club into some boutique distribution. We were also doing wine events. We were doing our own winemaker dinners. We were a part of larger wine events, pouring wine for all of our affiliate wineries. We were doing a lot of things. And honestly, I learned a lot during that time, but I was moonlighting the business. And I always had a full-time job, and I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. And so ran that for five and a half years, grew it up, had some really good years, had some stagnant years, some years, you know, we, we didn't really ever make any money. We didn't really lose any money. It was kind of just breaking even. And uh, at the same time, I was learning all these skills and I was working as a producer in event and entertainment production, and then had the ability to then get more into the marketing and advertising side of things. And uh, came into a, uh, an agency called the Vox Group that was experiential based, but did a lot of different projects worked on an incredible amount of really cool projects for, for the Vox Group. They had a production arm that I started in and I actually interned them while I was in school and then got more into the marketing and, uh, and campaign side of projects. And then from there, I went to CME, which was an event, primarily an event company, helped build the production division there and really start doubling down on, on, uh, on, on experiential. And while I was there, we landed some incredible deals, uh, big, big projects with, with brands like uh, Bugatti, Lamborghini, Ashton Martin, Rolls-Royce. I mean, we had some of the premier big automotive brands in LA, and I had the ability to launch some incredible events for some really, really big bands, all really high end and had a great time. And then from there, I actually had the opportunity to go to AMCI Global, Automotive Marketing Consultants, and really take a lot of the knowledge that I learned there along with my digital experience and then started working with some really, really big brands. I mean, Toyota, Ford, uh, Nissan, Hyundai, Kia, all around the, the board. We were doing so many cool events and I was having so much fun. And so really, really took that to the next level and um, had, a, had a blast, had, a, had an absolute blast. And then, you know, after two and a half years of that, I really realized I wanted to really focus on this, this resurgence of direct response marketing that was happening in the D2C space. I was learning a lot through running my wine business, you know, moonlighting the wine business had a full office warehouse in San Pedro, California, and was hustling hard on that front. And, uh, but, you know, I was, I really just, you know, was a little burned out and was, was not as passionate about the wine industry as I used to. So um, was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And at the same time, I had some close friends at the time that were starting their own growth marketing agency called Stealth Venture Labs. And I came on board as one of the first employees and managed all ops as director of ops. So 
helped build out the ops division, did some sales for them too, just doing everything in the agency to generate revenue and make things happen. And from there, I grinded it out for a year in the agency world and literally left nothing on the table. I was working 10, 12, 14, 15 hour days every single day, sending client reports at 11 at night. And I got to a point where I was learning an insane amount. We were getting incredible results for clients and things were going well, but I was burned out. I was working for someone else. And at the same time, I, I woke up one day and I was like, I really don't know what I want to be doing anymore. I'm running this wine business. I'm working this job. I'm grinding super hard and I'm not really passionate about anything anymore. And so I got to a point where I actually uh, ended up leaving that job and I shut down the wine business. And I took a couple months to just do some freelance work and figure out what I wanted to do next. And from there, I actually went off and started my agency, just off the spur. I had a full-time permalance gig and I went from that to uh, getting a couple clients. Uh, Diff Eyewear was one of the first clients. Uh, Moto Art Plane Tags, it's still my client to this day. And that was just a boost of energy that I had not felt in a really long time. And I had an incredible time. And that was, let's say that was 2016, 2017, around there. And yeah, the rest is history. And, uh, you know, it's 2022 now, just coming up in about, you know, seven years of, of this and couldn't be happier. Uh, now we have a global team around the world. We have a few team members in Asia. We have a whole office in Eastern Europe and Ukraine. We got our team in the States, all over the US. And uh, we have been able to work with hundreds of direct consumer brands that are looking to grow at all different levels. So like I said, it's been incredible. I've had so much fun along the way and that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. And uh, apart from me, what you can expect from this podcast is we're going to have a couple different formats. One of them is going to be tactical and strategy and mindset based around business, entrepreneurship and growing a brand in general. Another one is actually going to be me finding experts in my network and bringing them on and uh, getting to interview them. Primarily, I want to focus on founders of different brands and be able to interview them and give you guys access to what's going through their mind, what's their founder story and how they're growing. So we're going to be doing a little bit of both. And I think you're you're all going to really enjoy it. Like I said, I, I've been wanting to do this for years and I'm really excited to finally just put it out there and get this live and start sharing with you guys, you know, what what's working and what's not. and. Uh, and how you can, uh, you can grow your own brand at all different levels. So like I said, I'm really excited for you all to be listening to this, for us to get started on this and getting going. And at the same time as a little thank you for you guys listening, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about how you can work with me and my team, primarily on the retention side of things, we are offering all 
listeners to the podcast free audits. We usually charge $3,500 for this audit. It's a 35-point growth retention audit, as we like to call it. And you're going to get a full game plan on how to grow your business, specifically your brand, through the retention arm of things. We're going to go through all your automation. We're going to go through the tools you're using. We're going to go through your email marketing, your SMS. We're going to be evaluating your open rates, your conversion rates, your click-through rates, your spam rates. We're going to be looking at revenue attribution. We're going to be seeing what things are wrong. We have done hundreds of these audits, guys, and everyone that's gone through has had incredible things to say about it. And like I said, for everyone that's listening to the podcast, we are going to do an audit for you. And all we ask is if you like it, you tell us what you think about it. So that's in there for you guys. And at the same time, if you guys have things that you want to listen to, things that you want me to talk about, feel free to let me know and we're gonna add it in there. So that's a little bit about today and what's going on with the podcast. Like I said, this is episode one. We're gonna try to get some of these on YouTube as well. Uh, this first one will probably just be directly in, uh, in the podcast ecosystem. And if you guys want anything else, let me know. Uh, leave a comment and uh, we'll get started. So like I said, this is all about you guys. This is about getting you the information you need, the skills, the tactics, the strategies, and the mindset to actually help grow your business. And I've seen it at all levels. I've done it for myself. I've done it for others. And I'm really fired up to be on this journey with you. So with that being said, I'm out and I'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye.